Thanks, Caleb. <laughs> it's me again. Hey, um, I'm excited about this part of the service, I've got to say, because we're going to talk about 2022 and the vision for it. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm a little bit over 2021, just a little bit. So I'm looking forward and hope um, that's going to be great things. So what we're going to do today is talk about our, our vision um, for the church for the next, well, for, for, for 2022. So uh, first of all, a bit of a recap. Obviously, um, our senior pastor um, retired early this year, and you may have noticed that, uh, no, we haven't got a new one yet. Okay, so we're, we're still searching, and, um, and we are positive about that. We're not panicking, as we said at the beginning um, of this year, that we, uh, we trust God. We know he's got the right person for us. It's just a matter of that person and us finding each other. So we're not panicking. Uh, Despite the fact that we don't have a, uh, somebody currently in that role, we really are excited about 2022, and we're looking forward to it. So today, the vision. First of all, before we, we go through what the vision is, maybe a bit of background as to the process of how we got there. Uh, so it's actually been quite an interesting journey, and you may remember early this year, we, we did a, a church survey after John and Sandra announced they were retiring, just to really understand where we've been as a church, where we are now, and where we think God wants to take us. So some really clear, strong themes came out of that. And so we thought, well, we felt that um, you know, as, as we'd all, as a congregation, seek God about this, then maybe that would be a good thing to focus our vision on. So that's really, that's really where the key, um, the key tenets, if you like, from our, our vision for next year come from. So there are four um, main themes that you'll hear about this morning from my esteemed colleagues behind me. Uh, and so each of the other elders will introduce those focus areas. Um, we know that um, some people get distracted when they're listening to somebody talking about a vision, uh, and so we're also going to have some, I guess, some visual images that will cue, um, hopefully jog the memory and, and to remember these, um, these vision images by. Um, we don't believe that these particular images are prophetic or um, we're not going to come up with a, a Bible verse to support them. It's more just to kind of help that cognitive memory of, oh yeah, that image means that we are focusing on this or that, or the other things. So please don't interpret these, um, these images as um, prophetic vision. Um, so yes, we're, we obviously will make this available in the printed word. You're going to hear me or hear us talking today, and you'll see the visual cue on the screen. Um, I am aware that uh, the sense of smell is one of the best senses associated with memory. So I was trying to think, how can we kind of incorporate the sense of smell into this vision? But I couldn't come up with it. So... <laughs> <laughs> Anna was shaking. What's he going to say now? <laughs> so, without further ado, um, I'd like to uh, welcome Anna to talk about our first of our four vision focuses for next year. Oh, I was supposed to do that. You take the microphone. I'll do that. All righty. Good morning, church family. Uh, it is a privilege, as always, to be here with you all this morning and to share with you all the first area that the eldership felt strongly for us to grow in together during 2022, and that is that it will be a year where each of us will fall more in love with the Word of God and deepen our understanding of His teaching and instruction. You know, this book is globally known and recognized. We know as Christians that it is God's word and that we should be reading it. But often, and speaking for myself here as well, 
it can be several days between reading sessions or even longer. And the fact that we know that we should be reading it can also be a source of guilt and discouragement. Guilt in the fact that we don't read it enough and discouragement in the fact that when we do read it, we struggle to understand what on earth it means and how it applies to our lives. We acknowledge and understand these feelings and believe across the Christian body that they are common. And as a team, what we thought was absolutely beautiful was that when we did the church survey earlier in the year, deepening our understanding of the Bible was a clear theme that came out across our church family when considering what areas of our Christian walk we wanted to grow in. Our heart then is that throughout 2022, we would harness this desire within us, that we would explore the we would explore the depths of this gift as a family, grow together in our understanding of its richness, and perhaps conquer the feelings of guilt and discouragement that may exist in your life with regards to reading it. And as we prepare to focus on this area in the year ahead of falling more in love with the word, I wanted to share two very quick thoughts with you all around why this area is important. Number one, the first of these is around Jesus and his knowledge of the scriptures and an area that I have personally begun to really scratch the surface on in my own understanding of the Bible is just how often Jesus quoted scripture during his ministry here on earth. Now, absolutely, uh, Jesus quoted scripture with the intention of showing that he was the fulfillment of that scripture and to affirm his followers who he was. But I am personally confronted by the additional thought and that is that as we seek to magnify Christ during our own time in ministry here on earth, surely scripture should be all absolutely imprinted into our hearts and regularly springing from our mouths as well. Yes, it can be and it is hard to study and understand, but in our pursuit of being as much like him as possible, understanding and loving scripture is a necessary journey to press on with. And I also wanted to share a passage from 2 Timothy this morning. And this letter was written by Paul when he was in prison, and as I understand it, is his last known piece of writing. And he says in this final letter to his protege in chapter 3, verse 15 to 17, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And we live in an age where people are looking to the news, looking to politicians, to their peers, to their friends, to their family, to multiple devices for truth, and for answers about everything that is going on in the world that we live in. Yet this passage says so powerfully and concisely that scripture is the inspired word of God and is what we should be grounding ourselves on. That this is not something that on, not only something that provides truth regarding how we are to live, but that it equips us for every season as we seek to try and achieve his mission. So despite it being hard to understand at times, we want to be a church that is looking at scripture and that like Jesus, would be, it would be so deeply rooted in our souls that it would be our truth, our foundation, what we automatically look to 
and where we each stand on as the waters around us seem to be rocking a bit. <laughs> and that is why uh, the first part of our picture for 2022 is the hull of a boat. As we grow together in understanding and standing on this. Yeah, so good, Anna. Who, who's up for that? Absolutely. All right. Hey, our second, our second theme for 2022 is a year to go deeper with each other. Oh, look at that. We've got some people on the boat. <laughs> Anna presented this picture of the hull of a boat representing God's word on which we stand together. And I want to build on that picture by putting people in that boat, people that are on this journey together, encouraging one another, being real with one another, and loving one another. And the people on that boat are you and me, and the person that's sitting beside you, the person that's three rows across, the person that's on the entire opposite side of the auditorium here, and the person that couldn't be here today. Nadia, I think, would like to add the, um, her baby Sarah. Would, she'd also like to bring on the boat. That's <laughs> you know, when we accept Jesus, we become children of God. And that means that we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We become part of this huge family. Some research was carried out on why young adults stay in church instead of walking away. One of the key factors to them staying was the connections that they had with caring adults in church. And I remember uh, getting to know Steve Hills when I was probably in my early 20s. And uh, yes, I'd played against him on the soccer field. You know, he was that sort of tough defender to, try to get past when we did our youngies, oldies matches. But, but I, I was in need of help. My car was broken down and, and stuck in Springs Junction with a blown radiator. And Steve drove me one day after church with a car trailer on the back from, from Rob Gray to go and fetch uh, my car and bring it back. And it took us eight hours. The trailer got a flat tire. <laughs> But, you know, it's something that I still appreciate to this day. And, uh, yeah, so our desire for 2022 is that we build deeper connections with each other and across the generations. I challenge you guys to say hi to our incredible young people, to encourage them, remember their name, be willing to, to lend a hand if they're ever in need. And young people, Will you do the same with those outside of your age? The church profile earlier in the year showed that one of the things that we love about St. Albans is that we are family. And in 2022, we want this to continually grow by being real with each other and getting beyond the superficial conversations. Hebrews 10, 23 to 24 says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And this was written to Jewish Christians who were likely undergoing fierce persecution, both socially and physically, from Jews and Romans. And it could have been so easy for them to get discouraged. God's word to them was get together and encourage one another. This week has been really hard 
And the reality is that there's big challenges ahead for many people. Do you know in trials, it's, family, it's, it's in trials that families love each other and that we can grow together by choosing to just be intentional about journeying together. So I really want to ask you to, to reach out to each other, to keep going deeper, even though it can be hard to be vulnerable, whether you're both giving or receiving help. Who can you call or message? Who will need a meal that you can take to them, their kids looked after, or, or a ride somewhere? And one really crucial place that we meet and journey together is in connect groups. Ken and I love being part of two connect groups with our kids. It's sneaky, I know, but just don't tell anyone. But in connect groups, we can, we can share our struggles. We can pray for each other. We can ask questions. We can read the word together. We can even disagree over things in love. And a few weeks ago, Rowan Lyons spoke of opening the word together, reading it together, understanding it together, and in so doing, being able to see things from a different perspective, to see blind spots that we might not have realized. So going deeper with each other is both journeying through life and in our relationship with God. And some of you might have been doing this with two or three others, uh, for maybe for many, many years. And that is awesome. Keep it up and encourage and inspire us all to, of how we could do that and go deeper with people in this way. The way that Jesus did ministry was discipleship, not, not big events. He journeyed with a few ordinary people. They shared meals. They walked. They would have laughed. They certainly cried. And they even got into a few boats and had a few storms. And I guess you could say that discipleship is, is being in the boat together. But think of the impact that those few disciples have had on the world. And so I hope that this morning you feel spurred on that 2022 will be a year where we will go deeper with our brothers and sisters in Christ because God has put us together as a family for a time such as this. I'm going to hand over to Robert for the third theme. Thanks, Caleb. So the third, the third vision for the year is, or, or our goal for the year, is a year to be increasingly spirit-led. You know, it is really important to build a solid foundation in Scripture, a strong platform, a firm hull that we can stand on. And it is also really important that we build a thriving community, doing life together, encouraging each other. But if we only have those two components, when we think about this image, then the boat is stationary. It's not going anywhere. And uh, if I think about a boat not going anywhere, I could either think about uh, sort of like a party boat or a, a becalmed boat, which is not, not necessarily uh, achieving a function and actually carrying out a purpose. And so we, um, there's a third component that we need, and that is to actually get some sails and some wind with the boat to actually get it moving. And before believers were called Christians, they were called followers of the way, and a stationary boat is not, not going in a way. The boat needs those sails that will catch the wind. I find it really interesting that we, when we read the book of Acts, there's just story after story of people being led by the Spirit or imply that they're being led by the Spirit. We think about um, 
uh, when when the apostles were criticized about not looking after the the widows and the needy they they sought people whose they only really had two criteria and one of those that they were spirit filled think about um uh, when peter was uh, uh, when when the centurion had the spirit tell him to go and send for peter and then peter was in a, an upper room and went into a trance and the spirit revealed revelation to him that he should actually go and visit a gentile's house think of uh, when uh, paul and his friends were trying to go to asia and uh, the door was blocked for them to go and it's the spirit through a dream said to them go to macedonia and the church just exploded because of that and time after time uh, you think about um Saul meeting Jesus on the Damascus Road and then Ananias being told to go and actually visit Saul by the Spirit and actually lead him to a place of salvation and, and release healing on him. The church grows through being led by the Spirit. In Matthew 28, we're told to go into all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples and baptize nations. And that this won't happen if we're not being led by the Spirit being blown along by the wind of the Spirit, having our sails out and open. And friends, doing this is our birthright. In John 10, 27, it says, Jesus said that his sheep will hear him speak. And in Romans 8, 14, the Apostle Paul says that God's kids, that is you and me, will be led by the Spirit of God. To follow Jesus is not to be stationary, but to be active and move. To actively go into the world, um, God, God puts before us and to see his kingdom grow and flourish around us and once again it was clearly established in our church survey we want to be people who are Holy Spirit empowered and led and this coming year our third goal is to see church family feeling the promptings of the Holy Spirit more and more both in terms of encouraging each other but also in terms of opportunities to magnify Christ outside of church and in community so the Holy Spirit is our wind and sail and gives us momentum and energy to move where he prompts. Each of us are taken and prompted to go to different areas of the ocean, but we are all called to raise the sail and mobilize and take the good news across the world. I'll now hand over to Liana. Kia ora whanau. Well, we have our boat off and sailing, and that's great. But what direction do we want it to head in? Where should we be aiming? Now, I'm no sailor, um, but I do know that before the development of GPS, satellites and various apps, sailors would use a compass to set their course by. The beauty of it being that it would always show you where north was. From there, they could work out where they were heading and if they needed to get back on track if they'd strayed from their course. In the same way, we as believers also have a compass that we can follow to remind us where to head even if we feel lost. Our compass is Jesus and keeping him as our true north helps us stay on track and head in the right direction. As an eldership, what we've been noticing in the Western Church of late is a bit of a tendency to let the focus move away from Jesus. 
a move in Christian culture where praise and worship, teaching, and even styles of church services can be more about encouraging participants to focus on themselves, how, how they feel, how I feel. What do I want God and the church to do for me? Our Western me-first culture also bombards us with this type of thinking. And this has gradually been creeping into churches, bringing in entertainment versus an encounter mentality. But thankfully, we have God's word, which clearly tells us in Hebrews 12, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Fixing our eyes is one word in the original text. It's the Greek word aphoreo, which means to look away from something, to fix one's eyes intently. It has the idea of staring at something. Did you know our eyes are never idle, even when you're asleep? They are always looking around, restlessly scanning from one thing to the next. And as they do so, our minds and even our hearts can fix on the passing things that our eyes have been focusing on or have settled on. They can easily allow us to be distracted by things that we shouldn't be focusing on at all. So next year, our fourth area of focus will be a year for keeping Jesus as the main thing. We want to take up that compass, fix our eyes on Jesus, and look to him alone for direction and answers, rather than to what our eyes might settle on on our screens, through the media outlets, or even from each other. Our dream is to see our church wholly fixated on Jesus, giving him the glory for who he is and what he has done through the cross. To put aside the distractions of how things operate or the mess of church or society. To keep Jesus as the main thing and reject the entertainment mentality of a consumeristic church. To embrace chasing after the presence of the King alone. Now our band has been working on a new song and we'd like to share that with you today. So as they, the team comes up, can I encourage you all just to sit back, listen to the words of this song, and let your eyes and hearts fix on Jesus. Thanks, team. We have those, um, those boat slides one at a time, if that's possible to do. Pretty please. Thanks, man. He's awesome. Glenn, unflappable. Yeah! yeah. And that guy at the back sounds just like him. <laughs> hey, I just wanted a bit of a recap. 
Because the best thing about, you know, when you deliver a message is to summarize in a way that, that people go out the doors and remember. So, this is a test. Here is the boat. It's not the yellow submarine. The boat. Does anyone remember the first focus of the vision for 2022? What does the boat represent? His word. Right. His, it's his word that carries us. That the, the tenant is all around deepening our understanding of his teaching and his instruction. And we find that in the word. That's, that's the thing that keeps us afloat. Okay. The second um, theme involving those people. What does that represent? The people, Hetangata, diving beneath the surface with each other in our boat and as a family and pursuing discipleship, deepening those relationships with each other outside our, uh, perhaps our comfort zones, being vulnerable with each other, helping each other. The third image was around, it's got a sail and it appears to be moving at high speed. What does the sail represent? That's right, his spirit. So to grow God's kingdom as we obey his promptings, following his spirit um, and going where we are led, where we're being pushed along. Has anyone ever tried sailing into the wind? <laughs> Apart from America's Cups boats. I don't know how that works. <laughs> it doesn't work. Sailing into the wind is really, really hard, if not impossible. So we need to follow his, uh, the spirit's leading and go with him. The fourth was adding of the compass and a direction. What was that about? Keeping Jesus as the main thing. So rejecting the consumerism and fixating on the beauty of the cross and Jesus as our compass. So does that make sense? The four themes for, for 2022. Um, and as I said at the beginning, these came out of the the process we went through as a church and just finding out a little bit more about ourselves and about each other. And these four things came through so strongly, we just could not ignore them. So it's loving his word, go deeper with each other, increasingly spirit-led and keeping Jesus as the main thing. Who's up for that? Awesome. Right, let's go. <laughs> um, I've lost my run sheet, but Caleb, I think you're up next to talk about the AGM. I need a drum roll. You're a drummer, Andrew, aren't you? Oh, there we go. <laughs> so the, the budget has passed. <laughs> so we can go on into this year with what we've shared in mind. And um, yeah, so thank you all for, for being here, being part of our family voting. And um, yeah, why don't you um, hang around for a little bit and ch chat to someone before you head home maybe even invite them out for lunch or coffee or, or something today uh, during the week. Yeah, have an awesome rest of your day. Uh, we love you guys. Sorry, I missed one bit. I had one job at the end. Um, wh what we'd like to do, thank you, Caleb. Um, what we'd like to do uh, is just spend uh, some moments praying either by yourself if you feel, if you're not kind of sitting in a, in a natural bubble there or if you are in a bubble of people praying with each other. So just praying into that whole, um, what I talked about right at the beginning, about that unity um, as we navigate the next few months, uh, and also about the four things we've presented uh, for our vision for 2022. So if we just pause that lunch thoughts for a couple of minutes. If you just spend some time praying, I'll wrap up, and then we'll go.